welcome to the Proper Mental Podcast. Normalising open and honest conversations about mental health by having open and honest conversations about mental health. Welcome to another episode of the Proper Mental Podcast. And it's not just any episode, it is episode 40 of the Proper Mental Podcast. The big 4-0, man. How cool is that? That feels like a real uh, landmark, you know, like a real achievement. And you could probably hear in my voice that I'm absolutely chuffed with my little self. 40 episodes of Proper Mental are out there in the world. And if you've been uh, listening for a while, then thank you very much for your support. And if you're new to the party, thank you very much for joining in feel free to go back and dig in amongst those 40 episodes because there's all sorts of goodness in there for people to uh, people to discover. But for this week, for episode 40, I'm joined by Jessica Robson, who is the founder of Run Talk Run, which is a global running community that is on a mission to increase accessibility to mental health support through running and walking peer support groups. So back in October 2017, Jess was dealing with a dark period of depression related to bulimia. And she found that running, and more specifically running outdoors with other people, helped her to open up and talk about mental health. And that's kind of where she came up with the idea for Run Talk Run from. They've gone from one group in London to groups up and down all over the country, spread out into Europe, spread out across the world. There really is like little Run Talk Runs popping up all over the place. And it's just so cool that all of that started just from one group and how it's spread into this community and it's all run by volunteers and it's just absolutely lovely and I love the idea that running well we know that physical activity can be beneficial for mental well-being but it's lovely that that's being combined with all these other aspects you know community connection nature all these other important things um, and it's just yeah it's just absolutely wonderful to see it see it happening so I caught up with Jess to talk about how it came to be, as well as Run Talk Run. She also organises Walk Talk Walk, which is exactly the same thing, but for walking, not running. And Jess and I, we talk about all sorts of stuff. We talk about her own story and um, kind of some of the stuff that she went through. And she's incredibly open about that, and um, which I'm very grateful for. I'm always very grateful when someone chooses to... Um, you know, to use my podcast to talk about that sort of stuff. I think it's incredibly brave. And Jess and I talk about that. We talk about starting a community and watching it grow and the ups and downs of that as well, because it's not plain sailing. I think it can be really easy to say like, oh, someone has a tough period of mental health and they use that to start this thing and that thing's really beneficial for other people job done but it's really not like that and it was fascinating to chat to Jess about all the different things that come into play when she's trying to organize this and as it's growing and you know all the sort of things she's had to do to keep it running and keep it ticking over because people are really depending on it and that adds a certain um, a certain amount of pressure I suppose. We chat about the benefits of running on mental health. We also talk about the negatives. We talk about how hard it is to start running because I think that's so common, isn't it? We're just like, oh, you feel a bit down? Just go for a run. People throw it around as if it's nothing. But if you've ever gone from being a non-runner to trying to be a runner, it is hard, man. It's really, really hard. So yeah, we chat about that and loads of other running and mental health stuff. And it's absolutely great. And if you would like to connect with Jess or see what she's up to, you can follow her on social media at Jessica Mary 
Kerry Robson. You can also go to at RuntalkRun and at WalkTalkWalk. And if you want to find a group in your area, there is www.runtalkrun.com. has all the information on there. Loads of other cool stuff about all the different things that they've achieved and all the other stuff that they've got going on. If you're listening, if you're local to me, I know there's a lot of local people that listen to this podcast. If you're local to me on the Wirral, there is a Run Talk Run in Liverpool, but there isn't one on the Wirral. And um, I think we do chat a little bit about as well how to start one, but all that information. So if you want to bring it to the Wirral, head to that website, get in touch with Jess, and that might be something that you can put together. If you want to connect with me, I'm on all social media platforms at Proper Mental Podcast. Or you can get in touch with me. You can email me via the website, propermentalpodcast.com. I'm always happy to have a chat. Give me a message. Um, yeah, it's always cool to connect with people. If you'd like to support the podcast by grabbing me a virtual coffee, you can go to buymeacoffee.com slash propermental. The links for that are in the episode notes. They are also in the bio on my Instagram. If you'd like to support the podcast, you can buy me a virtual coffee at buymeacoffee.com slash propermental. The link is in the episode notes. It's also my Instagram bio. Um, so yeah, if you want to support the podcast by chucking me a couple of quid to keep it ticking over, that would be very kind. Um, and I think that's everything you need, really. Leave a review, please, on iTunes if you haven't done already. That's how I get this out there. That's how it reaches other people. That's kind of makes a big difference. So if you've got two minutes to do that, that would be really, really kind. Other than that, this is episode 40, the big 4-0 of the Proper Mental Podcast with Jess Robson from Run to It Run. Thank you very much for listening. Enjoy. To get it, so just ignore me. No <laughs> we'll, just, we'll crack on. So here we are with another episode of the Proper Mental Podcast. And my guest this week is Jess Robson. How are you, mate? Yeah, good, thank you. Yeah, really good. Oh, oh fantastic. Thank you for joining me, mate. I really, really appreciate it. Um, we're here to talk about Run Talk Run. And I was thinking that you must get asked all the time in so many different ways and places what it is. That I bet you've got this just like this killer you know, this killer paragraph to describe it that you just repeat every single time. But let's start there. What is Run Talk Run, Jess? We are a mental health support community and we host weekly five kilometre gentle jogs um, as a means of facilitating that peer support. Um, yeah. Fantastic. Yeah. It's um one thing I really, really love about it is that on all your on your website and um, on your socials and all this sort of stuff, you always emphasize that it's a community first and a running group second. Um, and that's obviously very intentional, right? 100%. Yeah, we exist predominantly to provide uh, support to one another. The running just as a, you know, great reason to get out there and talk. <laughs> it facilitates it well. Yeah, definitely. And we sort of, we really understand the need for community when we're trying to maintain good mental health and just good general well-being practices but communities it's a lot harder to come by than exercise I think right oh definitely um yeah I think it's hard as an adult to make friends and find your place and and know what community you even belong to it takes a lot of trial and error I think to find that <laughs> Yeah, definitely. And um, like exercises and, and running and anything, you know, we know these things are good for us, for our mental state as well as our physical. But I sometimes find that there's a bit of a, 
like a, almost an overdependency, right? So we saw this during the um, the pandemic when all the gyms shut and people really, really struggled with that. So if you're reliant on running and you say you get an injury, well, that's, you're going to really struggle. But if you're part of a community who runs and you get an injury, you've still got people you can check in with. You've still got people you connect with, right? Definitely. It's so important. And um, I was actually saying this the other day, like having an array of tools and coping mechanisms is, is key. Otherwise, well, if I relied solely on running, I'd be running all day, every day to feel OK. Forest <laughs> <laughs> yes. gumping all over the place. <laughs> yeah. So, no, you're right. It is so important to, um, yeah, build your sort of toolbox, if you will. Yeah. And uh, it's amazing, like how big your community has grown, because you are literally global now, right? Yeah. Um, so, I mean, it was a slow start, but now we we are sort of in a lot of the locations. I think it's 170 groups now, um, wow. all led by volunteers, all led by lovely people. Um, and yeah, some of them are overseas, mostly yeah. in the UK, though. Yeah, yeah. So for your um, for the for your race, your run leaders, uh, your volunteers, do the, a lot of them have uh, like lived experience of um, mental health and mental ill health and stuff like that? Absolutely. So um, we're not therapists and we're not running coaches, and um, but a lot of our leaders do bring their lived experience with them to to the sessions, um, and that's their their key driver, really, I guess, to support others. Either that, or perhaps they support someone at home. Um, they're a carer for someone with mental ill health. Yeah, sure. And you must get a lot of people that um, when they come along for the first time are quite um because we know community is good but joining a community is hard particularly if you if you do struggle with um you know anxious feelings or anxiety or any of these things it can be hard to make that make that step so you must sort of see I like that idea that you could see people taking this really brave step to come along for the first time and be quite nervous and then like maybe in a few weeks time they're um you know they're turning up and they're part of that part of that community and they've joined joined the gang so to speak Oh, definitely. I never underestimate how scary it is. I mean, I still get super nervous turning up to to meet the run talk runners myself. And um, meeting new people is just it doesn't become any less scary for me. And I imagine it's exactly the same for anyone else turning up. And um, it's intimidating, you know. You're putting yourself into an environment where most of the people probably know each other, um, and it's hard to inject yourself into that. <laughs> Um, but no, it's beautiful to see how quickly people just relax and, and realise that we're, we're not that scary. <laughs> um, so, yeah, it's, it's great. Yeah, sometimes these things are a little bit about you have to be really careful, don't you? Because you need to prove yourself wrong. So you have to kind of like lean into this a little bit, but without like booting the door off its hinges and doing something that's going to turn out to be absolutely awful and, and triggering. There's like a really, really fine line. So joining a a running group is a really easy way to to walk that line but one thing I really um you know you mentioned there like how you feel about it and one thing I really like about your own social media Jess I follow you on Instagram is that you talk about your um, mental health um on in like day-to-day terms and I think that's really important because we're always saying with with mental health and stuff that it's it's good to talk it's good to talk and it is we never talk about how hard it is to talk and we're always encouraged to talk when it's we're really really far down the line you know and what I love what you do and this is how this is how we're going to normalize the conversation um I saw something on your story um and you were just talking about just a you know a gym anxiety of going to the going to the gym and that's so common I like I've I've been in loads of gyms all over the place and still if I go to a new one 
I don't like it at all. I feel like I'm on a website trying to research where everything is. And, you know, yeah. and I know that no one cares. I know it's not a big deal. But um, it, but those feelings to normalise those in conversation. And I saw you talking about as well, going back to work in person as well and how you were feeling about that. And I just I absolutely love that. We're just normalising this talk that it's you don't have to be perfect all the time. You don't have to be strong all the time. You don't have to be confident all the time. eh? No, it's um, it's a great point, really. I think for a lot of people, talking about mental health with like an air of hindsight, it's kind of easy. And people like to bookmark their mental health. So, for example, like, oh, yeah, I was really depressed in my teenage years and now I'm better. And that, that's kind of easy to talk about because it's, it's been and it's gone and you've overcome it. But I've, uh, I know for me personally, my mental health isn't like that. Um, <laughs> I still have days where it feels like I'm in the pits of depression. And thankfully now I, I can manage that and it doesn't last much longer than a day. But um, yeah, it's, it's definitely something that you have to deal with on a daily basis and manage. Yeah. Definitely. I like to talk about that. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. It's like the... I always think things in, because um, particularly with social media, we have to talk in sound bites and we have to make things accessible and they have to fit in so many characters. And so we get these sayings like, it's okay to not be okay. And um, that can be almost like misunderstood as in, you know, people think, oh, it's okay to be poorly all the time. And it, that it's not okay. It's okay to, it's okay to struggle and it's okay to have bad days, but it, you know, we need to like normalize that we want to be, better and people can be better right it's not just about being um you know just that kind of I suppose just being in what you just said in those good days and bad days that's the bit that's okay that's the bit is just kind of surfing the wave you know yeah and not waiting until you're you're in a terrible place at rock bottom before doing that talking as well Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's always that classic thing isn't it the the picture of um you know like talk about your mental health is always like black and white and someone with their head on the desk and just having a complete like really um it's like really big meltdown it's always the end bit but yeah if we talk yeah. at the start then that makes a makes a big difference yeah so with running Jess were you always a runner were you one of these like runner at school sporty type of people was that your vibe not at all no um <laughs> I did anything to get out of PE and sport at school I I was lazy but I was lazy because I was so shy like I I mean shyness social anxiety call it what you like but I just hated anything that put me in the limelight um so uh, yeah I just avoided it at all costs <laughs> um yeah I was 19 when I started running right yeah and what um what pushed you to make that decision to to get out the door um so it's probably best to give you a bit of context I actually spent most of my teenage years um sort of struggling with an eating disorder bulimia and um, when I moved to Oxford at 19 I wanted to live like a normal student and I realized that I just couldn't keep up that that behavior of bringing up my food if I wanted to go out and drink. <laughs> so yeah, it was it was being a student that made me want to sort of change things up um, and stop purging my food. And from a very bulimic mindset, I still had it in my a really terrible relationship with my body image. I thought, okay, if I'm not going to be um, uh, getting rid of my food. I want to stay slim some other way. So I started running for that reason. Um, and I'd never advocate that <laughs> as a running, as a sort of recovery tool for an eating disorder, because that's a very gray area. It's a dangerous conversation to have. But for me, it's 
it's what helped me. It actually gave me back a level of respect for my body and helped me to eat more nutritiously and keep that down. <laughs> so um, that's that's why I started running, not from a great place, to be honest, but um, it yeah, did sure. Help. Yeah, sometimes these things come along when we when we need them. Yeah. And do you remember your first one? I remember my first run and um, mm-hmm. I, I remember how awful it was. And I think that's where I was, if people say they want to start running and I would say, well, something about running is you have to accept that the first six weeks are probably just going to be awful and a series of disasters. And once you kind of, you know, once you've got a mile under your belt, it kind of gets a bit kinder, doesn't it? But do you remember your first, your first one? Yeah, yeah, I do. I do. It, it was horrible. I, I was wearing a heavy cotton t-shirt, bad idea, didn't know what to wear, didn't know what I was doing. And yeah, it, it sucked. I remember like I ran like a few hundred meters and I was like, oh my gosh, I'm out of walk already. Like it, it hurts. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I remember doing the couch to 5k and like just well, I live right near a promenade and like plodding down the prom and just feeling like I was going to have a heart attack. And I'd be, and it's like run for a, a minute and I'd be thinking, like, I think, I think the iPod's broke. It, it, it must have broke. <laughs> as, it, as it stopped, as it paused in my pocket, and I'd stop and get it out, and it'd be like thirty seconds. I'd be like, oh crap! I'm just like <laughs> really out of shape. Yeah. So why do you think? Why do you think running is so handy for us? Why is it such a good tool? Because if it is so hard, like when you when you're not feeling great in your head, it can be a big effort just to come downstairs, let alone go for a run. And we push ourselves to do this. And it's not always great. I've got a very love-hate relationship with, mm. with running. Um, so, so, yeah, so what's it done for you, for you personally? Yeah, I think I think everyone sort of gets different benefits from running. For me, personally, it's, well, especially now, it's just an opportunity to connect with people and, and be around people. So I'm naturally quite an introvert. And given the opportunity, I would probably be a little bit of a hermit and, and stay on my own all day, every day, which isn't very healthy, actually, as much as I love my time alone. So for me, it's an opportunity to see my friends, to talk about my day, to share the good stuff and the bad stuff with other people. And yeah, we, we the running is a big part of that. It's, it's my reason for getting out the door. But at the end of the day, the benefit is like that community element that we were talking about at the start of our conversation. I think that's been the biggest benefit for me. Yeah, I love that. I love that having a way to balance that introvertness. I really identify with that. That's I could, I really enjoy my own company and I would use that as a way. I'd say stuff like, oh, I don't need, you know, I'm one of life's solo artists. That was like my catchphrase. And, I, you know, I'm happy on my own. And But I use that as an excuse not to connect yeah. with people you know, and then people start saying stuff like, oh, I'm better on my own. You know, like I, I hate people. I hate other people. And I didn't hate other people. I hated myself. That was the that was the problem. Mm. But to have a reason to actually go and go and do something. And then it allows you to embrace your introvert side as well, doesn't it? Because you've done something. You've had that connection. And yeah. then you can then 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 go and be in your own as well. Right. Get that balance. Exactly that. It's, yeah, socialising in my own way. <laughs> and there's like, I don't know, if I meet if I meet some friends for a five kilometre run, then there's like parameters around that, you know. <laughs> it's, not, it's not the same as going for a boozy night out, which goes on and on. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's contained and I like that. <laughs> yeah, definitely. There's a sort of element of, an element of control, but without having to have too much control. 
and that's um yeah, yeah. I sound really antisocial but <laughs> <laughs> not, not at all I identify with what you're saying mm. so much yeah and I think a lot of people will because running as well like you know we can run as a community but also people go for runs on their own as well isn't it and that's mm. a way of exp- like doing something different in that introverted space so doing something that's good for you and that's positive and that's healthy rather than saying you know oh, I only enjoy my own company but I'm on the couch watching Netflix and eating crap and doing stuff that over time will add up and, and negatively affect me. So yeah, I think it's the, a really good, really good balance between the two. Do you remember where the idea to start your own community came from? Because this, it really fascinates me. I speak to a lot of people who have um, done different, whether it's a community things or charity things or events or, or whatever. And it really, um, what I'm fascinated with is this, this need for people who have experienced something in the mental health space. And once you kind of get to a place where you feel okay and feel a bit better, um, there seems to be this really compassionate need for people to do something for others. It, it's, it's like a, an, mm. an itch, you know, um, someone described it to me recently, it was Nikki Clark who runs the My Black Dog charity and she's, it's all done by volunteers as well. And she said, all our volunteers have been through the fire and they're running back with buckets of water to put out the flames. And I just, it's awesome, isn't it? Yeah. And was it a similar thing for yourself, Jess? Absolutely. Um, Yeah, it's a funny one because I'm still very much in in the pits when I started it. I wasn't necessarily on the other side, um, which is interesting. I was in the summer of 2017, I was getting therapy, um, taking my antidepressants, doing what I could. But I found that um, when I was running with my mum, I was just opening up a lot more than when I was in my therapist's office. Um, yeah, I, I kind of closed off in that, in that closed environment, in that room. But running kind of opened the tap, if you will. And I shared a lot more than I meant to. And it was sort of towards the end of that summer in 2017 that I thought, oh my gosh, this is so much easier to talk here running um and my mum was the person who sort of pushed me um to go look for some running communities in London she said look Jess like this is helping you (laughs) why don't you go find some running friends in London um so I was living in London and coming back to Sussex to run with her you see um so I, I looked for the space that I needed I looked for a space where I could run and talk about hard stuff (laughs) and I couldn't find it um and I don't, I mean, I was in a bad place, but there was still that, that little desire in me to, to create it somewhere. Um, and yeah, that's, that's why I created it, because I couldn't find it. I looked for it first. Yeah, it's like, see what I needed. it's like that classic, um, almost Dragon's Den thing, isn't it? You know, someone realises they need something and that's where the, the idea comes from. Yeah, mm-hmm. but it's... Yeah. Um, yeah, it's really, really interesting when we talk about all the stuff that's that's good for maintaining like good uh, mental health and good emotional well-being and stuff like that. We tend to talk about all the same things, you know, meditation, yoga, running, blah, blah. And it's all valid. It's all great. But there's some ones that are really important and really useful to all get, always get missed. And something that I've been exploring a lot is this idea of giving back. You know, Mm -hmm. whether it's creating a community, whether it's doing something for charity, whether it's just like, you know, um, we saw it in a pandemic when people were like leaving bags of groceries at their elderly neighbor's door and stuff like that. That that sense of purpose and how you feel about yourself is massive 
to healing as well, you know? So when you're, you're still struggling with your own stuff, but working to create this, this, this space for others, you know, that's got to, um, got to tick a few boxes in the, in the recovery journey. eh? Oh, 100%. So yeah, especially in those early days, no one was really showing up. (laughs) And yeah, where my self-esteem was so poor that actually that hurt, you know, (laughs) it didn't do me any favors, but I, kept showing up on that Thursday evening just in case someone did turn up and it was very much a case of right if I show up for other people you know I kind of like in my in my head that's how I framed it it's like oh, I'm going to show up for them I didn't really consider the fact that I was also showing up for myself in doing so um but yeah definitely giving back is it's been a massive part of my recovery yeah, sure. Very was... apt, by the way. It's International Day of Charity on Sunday. <laughs> Is it really? Yeah. Yeah. Oh wow! So there you go. That's a good, uh, good timing. Yeah. Is it? It must be really strange to look back at it now and think about those times when no one's showing up, and now there's groups popping up all over the country and you know spreading into other areas of of the world. That's incredible, isn't it? Yeah. No. <laughs> It is strange to reflect on it because there were, I guess, six months maybe where it would just be me, one or two runners like every week. Uh, so yeah, no, it was it was funny because at the time I was just like, if this helps one person tonight, I'm happy. And um, yeah, it's just cool to see how far we come. Yeah, definitely, definitely. And it, I, I think a lot of people are scared to start whether it's things like this or other things or just start in general because of that fear because of that fear that what if no one turns up what if no one turns up and there's something about that acceptance that well yeah probably when you first maybe no one is going to turn up and uh, it's a hard sell saying as well it's a mental health running community like that's a that's a hard sell to people as well isn't it oh yeah (laughs) (laughs) It's, it's not the um yeah not the easiest one but crikey incredibly important for people who can yeah, get themselves, get themselves to go, I think. Yeah, yeah, definitely. We, how did it start to grow? Where did the idea come from? So, you, you know, you've got your local community, you're doing little bits, and then, um, yeah, how, what's the next step? How do you go from one group to two? How does that happen? So I guess we were running for about a year um, with just the one support group that I was running when a lady in Peterborough, Jen, she reached out, she saw what we were doing, she saw it through social media, and she reached out for some advice, she said, I I love what you're doing over in London, Um, she had very personal reasons to want to do something similar, and she said, how how do I do this over here in Peterborough, and so I sort of said, like, why don't you just call yours run talk run and we'll both do the same thing together. I'm still winging it. <laughs> I don't know. Um, you do it too. And yeah, we'll support each other. We'll both lead run talk runs in our respective places. Um, so she did, she set up her run. And I think that itself was the catalyst for other people sort of also seeing us on social media and thinking, oh, it's not just a London thing. I could do this in my hometown. And people started slowly reaching out about starting their own. Um, and yeah, it just from there <laughs> snowballed massively. Um, like you say, there are a lot of people out there wanting to use their experience to help others. Um, and that's just been the most mind-blowing part of it all, really, the volume of people that want to support others. Um, so it wasn't necessarily intentional. Uh, I credit Jen <laughs> for opening my mind to 
increasing that support. Otherwise, it could have just been one one run, short run, which yeah. would have been fine. But yeah, this is better. <laughs> yeah, it's it's the beauty of social media, isn't it? And like mm. we kind of socials get a bad bad rap whenever social media comes up on this podcast it's always normally around negative connotations but there are some really beautiful things about it if you use it in a way that you were like that aligns with you and you have very strong boundaries and all this sort of stuff um those connections the idea that you can be in london and you know organizing another group in peterborough that's incredible and that would never have happened without without socials eh? no um, absolutely not yeah, yeah. And then um, uh, walk, talk, walk as well is the uh, is the other the other thing thing that you do that runs alongside it or walks alongside it, should I say? But um, <laughs> yeah, yeah is, is that similar similar thing, Jess? Is that the same same sort of setup? Yeah, same format. Um, so the the walks are between three and five kilometers, um, so it can be a little bit shorter. Um, but yeah, exactly the same premise. So they're a mental health support group, and yeah. The, the talking happens whilst you're walking. Um, we introduced it in November last year, um, mostly because we actually had a lot of injured runners, probably because of the pandemic, people running too much. Um, and yeah, needing an alternative space that was even more accessible because, you know, I think when you're a runner, you just assume everyone loves running. But not everyone loves running and not everyone can. So we did need to open it up um, to those who can't yeah yeah that's fantastic and you still get the the activity benefits you still get the movement benefits as well yeah. as that community connection yeah yeah that's awesome because so many people say like oh I, I could never run or I could never um so for them to have a have an option yeah that's really um really really cool yeah yeah I like it a lot are you kind of a bit blown away about how it's gone because it's gone like it's you know it's spread out everywhere and um some of the press you've done you've been on the telly and all sorts Jess is that um that must be quite surreal sometimes for you to sort of, you know, this one mm. thing that you started on your own. Um, do you have to, as it grows, obviously there's more work involved. Do you then have to, um, do you have to set clear boundaries? Do you have to look after your own mental health while trying to create this space for other people? I do. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. Like <laughs> with all the Jess honesty, um, it's overwhelming. Like there's a lot, uh, involved with running an organization like run talk run and I have a full-time job separate to that so um yeah I do have to set boundaries I in December last year sort of um invited some of our leaders to take on more responsibility um so we have regional leaders now and that that was a massive help so I have um a team of I think 12 13 um regional leaders who you know taking calls with other leaders and basically they've stepped up to to do a lot of what I was doing um which um massively massively helped and um, I was really scared of delegating that sort of thing to other people but um yeah it's something I, I learn as I go I learn how how to manage run talk run in my time on a day-to-day basis yeah, sure. And do you have any other um, tools that are useful to you alongside running? Any other like practices or rituals or anything like that that help you to maintain, um, yeah, that well-being? Yeah, definitely. So um, I journal. I journal every day. I have like a journal that's like a page a day. Um, and I, I try to do it every day. But even if I don't, if I miss like three days, then I'm like, right, I've got three pages. So I'm going to have a big journal session. <laughs> that's really important for me to just brain dump any stuff <laughs> that I'm carrying around 
Um, I lift as well. I'm, I'm into my strength training, which is um, like, yeah, whilst I share running, I don't share my strength training. So that's my me time where I can just, sometimes a bit like meditative, I guess. So I have to focus hard on what I'm doing. So yeah, there's no room for other thoughts, which is nice. Um, yeah, yeah. yeah, I'd say those are the main three. Yeah, that's um, that's really cool. I love the idea of just keeping that that strength stuff for you because it's challenging, isn't it? When you hold that space for other people, um, you have to yeah. have like a little little island you can retreat to, and um, yeah, and just work work on yourself, yeah, without having to to share it and document it and invite people to join you and talk about it. It's like yeah. Do you know what? There's been a lot of um, I wouldn't say pressure, but a lot of people saying oh yeah you know you love to lift like why not do lift talk lift <laughs> this is my yeah like you say this is my safe space for me <laughs> um yeah maybe I will share it with other people one day but for for now it's just this is my thing yeah it's going to get to a point Jess where like everything you do <laughs> people are going to be saying why don't you start a group about you know Netflix talk Netflix and <laughs> you know <all> these- <laughs> we thought about that in lockdown. <laughs> <laughs> really yeah that'd be uh that'd be cool um, I, I think a lot about running. I'm a relatively new runner. I fl- I did a bit many, many years ago, and then I stopped, and I kind of got really into the gym. Um, and I'm one of these people who started running again during during lockdown. And it always fascinates me, this relationship with running and mental health, because I kind of feel like it benefits me. And then I'm kind of not sure that it, um, that it does, you know? So I, um, yeah, I suppose I want to get into this, some of the ideas about running, like why why it's good for us you know why we get into it why we keep going like why if you go and have an awful run because people think as a runner everyone is good and everyone you're just flowing and it's amazing but there's so many runs isn't there when you come back and you're like frustrated and it hasn't gone your way or you've had to go slower or you've had to pull up and stuff stuff like that and that can be quite a lot to to mm. manage in your own head sometimes can't it yeah that's a that's an interesting point I think, um, and I see what you what you've said in so many people, so many runners that I interact with, and you know, a lot of the people that are close to me are runners. So <laughs> I see that frustration when things don't go to plan. I think, I guess, how I I manage that is I actually don't have high expectations of myself with running. Um, I do in the gym, like I have high expectations of what what I want from myself and my session when I go to the gym. But with running. I just don't care. That <laughs> sounds awful. I, I, I don't care if I go out and just run a mile. I don't care if I go out and just run a, a mile that's double as doubly slow. That's probably the wrong terminology, but not as fast as I know I can. Um, so I think perhaps that's that's what trips people up sometimes with running is having this expectation of what a session should look like. Um yeah, but, but like even even having said that, like there are still horrible runs where I come back and I'm like, oh, I don't know if I feel any better. Um, yeah, and that's normal. That's like that with anything, really. Yeah, I suppose in that way, it's a really good metaphor for life, isn't it? Because mm-hmm. we again, like we kind of mentioned earlier, really, like mental health is this flowing process, and it's it's constant, it's ongoing, and we got to like keep an eye on it forever. So the idea that we're just going to have good runs all the time. You know, you have to kind of learn to deal with that. And maybe that's some of the crossover, you know, maybe dealing with bad runs puts you in a position to deal with, with, you know, tougher days. I always kind of feel, feel of running. It gives people, or it gives me anyway. Um, it's almost like controlled suffering 
So like when I was poorly, I, it felt like I had no control over what was happening at mm. all. And it, things could get really, really awful. And I just had, it was like being on a roller coaster and the brakes were off and it was, I wasn't strapped in. But with running, it, it's almost like I can decide how much I want to suffer on any given day. You know, it, it gives me a certain element of control. And I think, right, today I feel strong and I can put myself through it a little bit more. And when mm. your miles go up and you prove yourself, again, proving yourself wrong you kind of feel like oh, I'm stronger than I thought and maybe mm-hmm. that translates a little bit into into day-to-day living because sometimes you have to be reminded don't you that you're stronger than you think and um you you come out the other side and be all right I suppose oh definitely yeah it definitely improves that sort of self-efficacy that you know the belief that you you can set yourself a task and do it <laughs> you know and maybe that's where the frustration comes if you set yourself a task and don't do it um or it doesn't go as well as you thought um but you're right it's a massive esteem booster in that way yeah definitely and and learning to sit in your own space so I would say I'm like I'd like to be on my own but I'm kind of I tend to be on my own and busy Mm -hmm. Um, and the hardest thing for me getting into running is not the physical stuff it's learning to just sit in my own head and now my longer runs are getting longer that's a long time for me just to be kind of just just chilling in my own company and that can be a challenge in itself can't it oh definitely yeah I mean I'm guilty I I put on music and and try and distract myself on runs which (laughs) I don't know if I say that it's it's yeah it's how I how I get through a solo run I don't really like solo running really to be honest but um yeah it's hard it's hard to sit with your thoughts for that that long especially on a long run like you say when you're out there for two three hours (laughs) yeah and I suppose taking it back to that community sometimes that you know some because sometimes we like we yeah when we're chatting during a run and stuff like that you might say things you never really plan to say you know Mm -hmm. kind of or that you didn't even realize you were thinking and there's something lovely about that when you have those little realizations you know maybe you go home you're having a shower you're having some food and thinking about your run talk run session and you go oh yeah I didn't really realize I was feeling that way and it just kind of came out and now I feel better for saying it yeah (laughs) I have that a lot Um, oh gosh I massively overshared this evening Um, but that's what it's there for it's there it's there for oversharing it's there for talking about yeah whatever's swimming around your head yeah it's lovely that people people can have that yeah so what do you um have you got a plan for what's happening next with it or is it are you just kind of leaving it up to the universe uh no I mean we're always what drives me with run talk run is to keep um increasing that accessibility to support so for me it's always about starting more runs more walks in more locations just so that support is available to more people and obviously like have to plan around how that even happens and be a bit more strategic with it now than than I was before um but yeah uh, just growing and increasing that support that, yeah. that's the goal and it's never ending because we're always going to need support yeah that's it yeah and if anyone's listening and they quite fancy um being a being a leader if there's not if because I think a lot of people are saying well this sounds amazing but there isn't one by me um is it just a case of of reaching out to you by the website or something and starting that conversation Absolutely, yeah. So um, anyone can be a leader if you like running and talking and, and you're willing to commit a five kilometre run per week, um, then yes, absolutely reach out. Um, I'd say, yeah, the website's probably the easiest way to submit a form to do so. Um, and yeah, I'll, I'll put you in touch with your regional leader. 
There you go. Fantastic. Oh, Jess, it's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you so much for your uh, for your time and your honesty, mate. I really, really appreciate it. It's been great to meet you. Oh, thanks for having me on. It's been a cool chat. Please like and subscribe. The Space Stars.